Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Market Authority Show. I am your host, Stephanie Lugo, and I am so excited to be sharing a little bit of a fun conversation with you today on the Market Authority Show, where we'd like to empower experienced and new agents to leverage modern marketing strategies and becoming the market authorities in their field. Today, I am so excited to welcome a special guest to the show who has made a remarkable career transition from clinical dietitian to thriving real estate agent. Katie is a mom of two out of Oklahoma City and her business has grown exponentially since she joined last year and now 100% of her business comes from Sphere, hello, and referral. So let's dive into her inspiring journey and learn how Katie scaled her business using the power of connection and her sphere of influence. Hi, Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, I'm really excited. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is mine. I was we were just talking offline a little bit about just kind of how like the the special ways that we've connected over the last year now of working together. I was looking back, you joined Market Authority in June of 2022, which is so right. crazy. I feel like this has been the fastest year. How's it going? It really has been. Um I can't honestly I can't believe it's been that long. Um it just it flew by. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm, I'm super excited to get into it. For those who have not um, had the pleasure of meeting you just yet, can you share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Sure, sure. So I come from kind of a, a non-traditional route, I guess. Um, I worked in the healthcare field for about seven years before I moved into the real estate world. Like you said, I was a clinical dietitian, uh, so very different from what I do now. Um, but I guess that that entrepreneurial spirit in me just always was driving me towards real estate. Um, and I made a really big leap and I jumped in full time into real estate, completely quit my job, um, didn't spend any time doing both, just went a hundred percent in. Um, and funny enough, my husband actually changed careers literally like a month after I did. Um, he had a big job change. So just a lot of changes in the household at one time. Um, but that was back in 2019. So I've been doing real estate for about four years since. Um, and it's just, it's been a lot of changes and a lot of craziness since then. So, so you said that was 2020. 
or nine thousand. You went right into it from from healthcare. Right. Yeah. It was June 2019 when I got my license and switched over to real estate. Yeah. So why why real estate? Like that's kind of night and day difference. It is. It is. Um, I don't know. I've always just had that little itch that was in me to do real estate and to run my own business. Um, and I remember talking about it so much at home. And finally, I know I remember this day clearly in the kitchen. My husband looked at me and was like, just do it. Like you've been talking about it forever. Take the leap, get your license and do it. And I just was kind of off to the races then. So you had one one baby at the time, and then you found out you were expecting right when you got into it. Tell me a little bit about how that went. Yep, we did. We had um, a baby at home. We had, she was about two at that time. Um, and actually, what I didn't know is when I made this leap to real estate, I was pregnant with the second. Um, and that was just, that created a whole nother thing, right? Um where, I mean, you expect just to do one thing at a time, one big, huge life change. And then literally about two or three weeks after I started in real estate, I found out I was pregnant with baby number two. Um, so to say I was overwhelmed was an understatement. <laughs> what did you do? Like, I've, I've thought about... <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. I know it's a challenging thing and, and I work with agents who are going through that transition um, all the mm -hmm. time. And I think a lot of times there's that life transition that happens that kind of forces the professional transition. Um, right. But for you to be building a business while growing your family and that mm -hmm. you and I have talked about that transition to two kids, like that is a real banger of, of, a, of a journey. Um, how did you prepare like to, to navigate that whole season? Yeah, I, you know, we talked about that a little bit. Our, our journeys are really similar. We both have two children um, and we both experienced how hard the second baby was. Like it's, it's pure bliss and lovely, but it's, it was super hard. I think for the both of us, um, not that the first one was easy, but the, the transition to one to two was total mind blow right there. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think from the time I got into real estate until I had her, I had her in March of 2020. Um, I think I was kind of oblivious to what was going to happen too, as far as how hard it was going to be to have two and still be building a business. Um, I think so early on into my real estate career, I was a little bit oblivious to like, you're not just selling houses, you're running a full business too. Like this is your business. You don't have a, a boss to report to. It's all on you. Um, and I think I don't really, um, I didn't really realize that completely until after the baby was there. Um, and then I thought, oh, okay, I have to run a household and run a business at the same time. Um, so looking back now, I'm like, oh, there's so many things I would have changed or said to myself, you know, to make that transition a little bit um, easier. Um, but also what complicated it even further, <laughs> um, I had her in March, 2020, and two weeks later, the world went into lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, so that threw a whole nother loop to both family life and to the real estate world. We know that real estate kind of went haywire after that. Um, so it was a lot of changes at one time. 
Um, and I, I don't say those as excuses, but it was, it was a lot to, to build that business, but also really maintain that great family life too. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just a lot of, a lot of things slammed at us at one time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought I had it hard, but that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and of course, no two journeys are the same, but, um, I mean, kudos to you because to see what you've been able to accomplish through those last four years has been like really, really exciting and inspiring. So how did you start your business earlier in those early days, like 2019, 2020? Mm -hmm. How were you finding clients? And then did that change yeah. over time? Sure. So when I started real estate, I first started on a team. Okay. Um, so I had that team setting um, and I stayed with the team actually until I had the baby in 2020. Um, for me, the team was great where, I mean, I, I knew how to do a transaction from start to close. Like I, I learned all of that. The training was there. Um, what I quickly learned was that um, I really wanted my business and my legacy to be based on my, my values and my morals. And the team wasn't quite aligned with that. Um, so I knew like when baby came that I, I'd want to make a change. Um, so after I took a maternity leave, you know, that we sort of do in real estate, um, I went independent from there. Um, and that's where I really started to, um, I would say, start really like 2021 was kind of a blur <laughs> just because um, I was dealing with a lot of like mentally too, after having baby number two, mentally, it was really a struggle that I did not expect. Mm -hmm. um, very different from baby number one. Um, and moving into 2022 is where I really saw a shift where I was um, really focused on running a business and running it, like coming back to what is my why and what makes me tick? What are the the values that I really want my business to, um, to showcase to everyone too? Can you share a little bit about those? Sure. Um, I think what I have discovered the most is that connection is really important to me. Um, I'm, I'm actually really very much an introvert. Um, I think you and me, Stephanie, are actually very similar because you've said many times that you're kind of the more introverted out of you and your husband. Mm -hmm. um, I like to refer to myself as an extroverted introvert. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have my moments, but at the end of the day, I like to curl up on the couch and have a little quiet time. Yeah. Um, but I still really value like quality connection with people. And that's what makes me tick. Um, so around 2022, when I really started getting into like deep diving into my business, um, I knew that that's kind of the center of it. And that was what was going to propel me forward, I guess, um, to make connections with people. Being salesy is not my forte. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes people can see right through that. So I knew that being genuine to who I am and um, finding those good connections with people is what was going to take me to the next level. So that's a lot of the conversations that we have in MAA, I think, where it's like just kind of 
really focus on those relationships, build that connection. Was that one of the things that kind of attracted you to what we're doing or were there other things too that you're like, I really need help with the systems or the whatever else? Initially, when I stumbled upon you, I think it might have been from YouTube. Um, what really drew me was the attraction-based business that you talk about. Um, the the fact of not being salesy and chasing leads, which you know, back when we started, when I started, that's what a lot of what we're taught to do is to chase leads or to pay for leads, that type of thing. And I've I've been there. I've made those mistakes. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but hearing you talk about um, being true to yourself and I guess finding what really makes you tick and pushes you forward and allowing people to be attracted to that, I think then you find people that you want to work with. Um, those are the people that are coming to you. Um, and that's why I've loved working with my sphere of influence so much. Those are the people that you want to work with that you already have a good genuine connection with and then to have them want to work with you as well um, is a pretty great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So a, a big tool that we use to help kind of unlock that is the brand builder. And yes. when, when we schedule these conversations, we send over a little form to like learn about what was impactful. And you said the brand builder, while very painful, <laughs> was really helpful. I want to hear about that process, like from your perspective. The brand builder is very painful. It is. Um, for people watching this that don't know, it's the brand builder really breaks it down as far as um, what you want your brand to be, what do you want to be portrayed as, and like what kind of clients you really want to work with and it really it requires a lot of introspection like looking deep into yourself um i think i like left and went back to it like four or five times because it is so painful but then looking back at it it really puts everything into perspective and it helps you really navigate what you want your business to look like and who you really should be focusing on who you want to work with. Um, and, you know, it all goes back to like, I wanted to stop chasing and paying for leads, right? Um, I didn't want to be paying a company to find me maybe people that did or didn't want to be contacted, you know, and then you get them on the phone and they might curse you out and hang up on you. You know, that's just not how I want to run my business. Um, so the, the the brand builder is very painful. <laughs> but anyone that's in MMA right now and struggling with it, I'm like, just keep pushing forward on it. Leave and come back if you need to, as many times as you need to, because um, it helps to put everything in perspective, I think. So can you share a little bit about your ideal client and your brand and just a little bit about what you were able to create from that? I'm always interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That really helped me narrow it down as far as what clients I really want to work with. Um, I really have a soft spot for first time home buyers. Um, especially with my background in healthcare, my position there was very much like a teaching type position. Um, I did a lot of educating, a lot of counseling, and that's what I still really enjoy about real estate. Um, some people I'll, I'll hear like they hate doing like buyer consultations and things like that. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite. Like I love sitting down with people and like 
going through all the all the documents and all the things and saying here it is from start to finish so i really love um first time home buyers that come to me feeling really like overwhelmed and um not sure where to go or what the next steps are to take mm -hmm. um and then probably one of my biggest clientele that i really love to work with is the i call them the mover uppers yeah um which are the people that are like struggling with i i want to buy a new house maybe we've grown our family or something um and we need more space but we also have to sell what we're in um and i think i connect with those people a lot because i also have a growing family um so we have kind of that common ground there um but yeah, I, those are the kind of the main ones that I really, really enjoy working with most. And the brand builder helps me realize that too. Um, and it also helps you put in perspective of how to um, how to connect with those people. What are your steps to to be top of mind for those people? Yeah, tell me a little bit about that because you have gone through, like a lot of us, this crazy transition from like frenzied market conditions to, to now what feels a little bit more normal and more balanced, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. How <laughs> has your approach with those clients changed over time as their needs have changed? Mm -hmm. Well, I will always say that I am like forever grateful that I got in in 2019 before the madness hit. Mm -hmm. um, I had a good like seven or eight months where I learned regular real estate <laughs> before the frenzy kicked in. Um, so now that we're coming maybe back to a little bit of a normal sort of, um, I can recall of what I learned all those like that time before, before it got crazy. Um, so yeah, it's just been kind of a shift as far as far as like how to approach people. Um, I actually am, am really excited that it's slowing down. Um, I know some people enjoyed the frenzy. I mean, it was nice. Some parts of it were, um, but a more balanced, regular real estate market is more my pace anyways. Um, but I think now we're just we're given new challenges too. Um, the the market that we're in, you know, interest rates are up, things like that. So it does involve a lot more of education, um, a lot more of connecting people with other colleagues like lenders and things like that inspectors all of that sort of thing to help people make the best decisions um, which i enjoy doing um, it's just very much taking a different approach to people yeah so so more so taking the time and i this is what i found too more so taking the time to actually listen to what's most important to them and what's yes. like keeping them up at night right <laughs> and being right. able to help them navigate that too I, I couldn't agree more because like the frenzied market, yes, it was fast paced. It kind of parts of it felt easier because mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities. There are like buyers coming out of the woodwork and it was a lot easier for people to qualify. It was harder to get them in homes in some instances, but it was really hard being on the listing side and on the buyer side because like on the buyer side, you're competing against a million offers. On the listing side, you're saying no to people who are like desperate to get into homes. 
So mm -hmm. I'm with you. This is like, like regular real estate is where the fun is because that's what allows us to really be realtors, not just like facilitate mm -hmm. a transaction. And it mm -hmm. sounds like that's what really lights you up too. is just that like process of going deep with your clients. And I love that for you. Right. Yeah. I just had a client, I was talking to her yesterday and we've been working together for a, a very long time. Like over two years has been her process to homeownership. Um, and she was so grateful that I stuck with her. Um, she's like, so many people I think would have just like been like, it's never going to, you know, you're never going to buy a home. Let's just move on. Um, or just not, you know, not stuck it out with her. But um, I've learned that real estate is definitely a long game sometimes. And that's okay. Um, if, if that's what people need, or it's just a longer process to get them there that's all right. I'm there to stick with them. Yeah. I think that that's what sets apart the agents who kind of fade out of business and those who stick with it for the long run. So what systems mm -hmm. are most important to you right now that you're implementing to um, make sure that that long game is successful for you? Mm -hmm. um, just uh, varying aspects of connection with clients. Um, I'm not, I'm not the type to, um, uh, I guess, sit on the phone and, and make those calls all day long. I will, um, to connect with people and do that, but I also like multiple avenues. Um, some of the things that we've done in MMA where like the quarterly newsletters we send out and, and things like that, I've, I've started those things and I've had a tremendous like positive um, feedback from them, just sending mailers in the mail that are actually beneficial to clients. Um, for instance, like I always say, people think that like closing is like the end of a chapter, you're kind of closing that transaction. I've started looking at it as like, it's only the beginning. Um, after that, it's follow up after closing, you know, week after closing, a month after closing, it's um, sending something on their one-year home anniversary. It's sending a reminder to them to fill out their homestead exemption. Um, things like that, that, that a lot of people don't take the time to do after closing. You know, I've, I've even had people say that after closing, they never heard from their agent again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think keeping in touch with them, is what's going to be the the a main deciding factor if they're going to work with you again or if they're going to send referrals your way um so taking that one transaction and you could maybe turn it into three four five transactions later on yeah have you, yeah, have have you, you that? so like walk us walk us through that part of moving towards more of a referral based business how many people do you have in your sphere and then how or in your database rather, and how are you seeing those referrals starting to come through? Because now in year four, this is where I feel like things get interesting. Mm -hmm. People see that you're like sticking around and then you yeah. start doing that repeat business a little bit plus the referrals. Now is when things start to get really fun. Yeah, I think especially in the last like six months, um, I've started seeing like the first crop, I'll call it, of repeat clients, nice. um, which has been really exciting that they, you know, it's 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 a little morale booster when you're like, oh, they came back to me. Perfect. I must be doing something right. Um, but yeah, that's been really, it's been really fun to see uh, 
working with them again, or even like the other day I sold a home that I had sold them in 2020. Um, and this, that's kind of new for me to start getting the re repeat ones. Um, but I've also seen a big jump of referral clients too, which has been really great. And that's something I've still been, I guess, working on as far as, um, how do I guess, um, coach clients to send referrals my way. A lot of people, I guess, don't really realize that um, they should, if that makes sense. Um, so that's something I've been working on a lot too, of avenues to, um, to, I guess, entice clients, especially the repeat ones that obviously love my business to get them to send referrals my way. Yeah. What have you been doing so far to kind of teach them and coach them? And I think the term that you use, like coaching them and teaching them, that is mm -hmm. such an important factor. Right. Right. Some, some ways are better than <laughs> I oftentimes remind them when, when say after a transaction, I'll, I'll send them, you know, a link that if they want to write me a, a review, that would be great. And I often, I always try to word it like I remind them that like one of the biggest gifts they could give me is a referral, which is the truth, um, to try to, I guess, coach them that that's what they should do. <laughs> yeah. Do you bring it up at any other point during that, like, just kind of close client nurture? Um and that's um, that's actually what I've been thinking about lately when these conversations need to come up, either during a transaction or after, um, because I think that it could be brought up at just about any touch that you have with them, um, whether it be something that you're sending in the mail or if it's in person or whatever the avenue, the communication avenue is. Um, I even send out like monthly email blasts and things like that. That could be included, you know, like a, an ask for a referral could be included in a lot of places where I think I'm not including it right now. Yeah. I would encourage you to, is there anything that's like kind of holding you back from doing that or is it just kind of overthinking the wording of it? I think it's just, um, just poor planning there. Um, and it needs to get on my to-do list, you know, it needs to be put on there. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You, you have a lot on your plate and you've been building a business and building your business doesn't just like stop after the first couple of years. It's just a constant iteration. Mm -hmm. And so what I love is that now you're like, oh, okay, now these are starting to come through. Now we're looking at the possibilities of like, well, can I get more? And how do I do that? And how do I continue to serve more and more people? Um, and a lot of it is just kind of trial and error. So maybe once a month adding it in a new little marketing piece and next month trying something different and making sure to incorporate it in your personal conversations. If you're speaking to your database along the way, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, that's really good. That's what I, I need to work on that for sure. Putting it on the to-do list. Sounds like a great focus for Q3. <laughs> <laughs> So, so tell me how you're balancing all of this with motherhood um, and, and with your two little ones. So now they would be, are they four and two or what are their ages? They're, they're five and three now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which it went really fast. So <laughs> um, one thing I will say is that I think one of my strengths is time management. 
Um, by nature, I'm a very organized person. If I pulled out my calendar on my phone, you would say, wow, that's, you really have it down to the T. Um, so that has really helped. Um, I try to utilize any, any time that they're, they both go to school and daycare full time. Um, so anytime that they're at their childcare, I try to utilize to its max as far as work goes. Um, so that way I can devote time with them just to them. Um, it's always a challenge because we know that, you know, 7 p.m. you get a text and it's going to see this house. Um, so it's a juggling act at times, but especially um, things like just business organizational stuff that we do, I try to focus those most during the day while they're gone. Um, creative type things, marketing pieces, things where I really need a lot of my brain power for and can't, I'm not great at splitting it when I have like toddlers running around my ankles. Um, the creative piece kind of leaves. <laughs> um, that I try to do while they're, while they're not around. Um, it's a juggling act for sure, um, especially with them being so little. Um, but I mean, you know how it goes. We, we make it work. <laughs> and I think it doesn't, it doesn't always have to look one way, right? Like, have you found that you have to let go of some idea of perfection? And that's something, I, the reason I'm asking is because I'm going through that too. So maybe this is mm -hmm. more of a you coach me situation. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, we get in the idea of um, this has to be one way. Like it has to look one way. Each day has mm -hmm. to be perfect. And if our schedule does not go according to plan, then that means that we're a failure. That's been one huge lesson that I've learned of like allowing rhythms and routines to guide me instead of mm -hmm. forcing rigid structure. Have you kind of found the same thing? Absolutely. That's the mom guilt creeping up on you right there. <laughs> um, I, I was reading something really interesting lately that was about work-life balance and how we get so stuck in like um, what it should look like. Like your nine to five should be your work and then your, you know, five to bedtime should be your life, you know. Um, but I, I do agree. It's more about like integrating it all together. Um and definitely what I've learned in motherhood that we, is that we go through like different seasons for sure. Um, you know, working with an infant was very different than what working with toddlers is like now. And they both have their own different, unique challenges. Um, and it, I think it's all about having a little bit of grace with yourself as well, which is really hard for me to do. <laughs> um, but knowing that, you know, this week may, may look very, very different from next week. Um, and some things may need to be pushed back to next week and that's okay. Um, one thing that I've really been working on too, now that my business is growing and having two kids is um, finding some leverage with outsourcing some things as well. I'm very much like the type that wants to do it all myself. I want it done right. So I want to do it. Um, but I know that like outsourcing some things can really be helpful as well to both like my business growth and allowing me to have time to do other things to allow my business to grow as well. What do you, what are you looking to outsource? Um, 
several things, even looking into like, you know, like I don't even have a transaction coordinator right now. I'm doing all of that. I have an admin with my brokerage, but it's like, okay, is it time to hire one? Um, you know, or some of my marketing pieces, things like that. Um, just kind of taking a, a deep look into like, what can I do versus what can I push off on somebody else to take care of for me? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because as soon as you start allowing yourself to do that and, and delegate, and once it starts feeling comfortable, because at the beginning, it's not comfortable. It takes a little while for it to come full circle and to really reap the benefits of successfully offloading some of those tasks. But I found that once I figured it out, I couldn't delegate fast enough. I was constantly looking for more things to kind of like get off of my plate so that I can focus on the most important revenue producing activities. And I don't know if you hear this. I'm sure you do. But a lot of times people come to me and they're like, wow, how do you do it all? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I do as little as possible and, and <laughs> offload as much as I can. Um, and and you've done that just by just by getting, you know, a, a solution for childcare, right? Which I've done too. I, I There's no way, while I would love to just hang out with my kids all day, there's no way I could do both. Um, and then, you know, just bringing in other people on the team just to, to help support. But I love that you're starting to think of that because it should never be just you. And there's one quote that I've heard um, that really kind of stuck with me. And it said, um, if your dreams aren't big enough, if your dreams don't require a team, you're not dreaming big enough. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, that kind of gives me a, like a little sense of permission to continue looking for ways to bring more people to the support. I don't know if that resonates. It's so hard. It's so foreign to me because I want to do it all. Um, but I totally agree. And as business owners, we're not just realtors, we're business owners. We should have a team below us. Um, and everyone should have their tasks. You know, you should be able to delegate that out um, and stick to what you do best. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, speaking of dreams, tell me about your dreams. Where do you see your business going in the next couple of years? Oh, um, that's a really good question. Um, I think if you would have asked me when I started, I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, I think in the last year, especially since joining MAA, um, one thing that I've really been working on is more videos and more YouTube and things like that. So that's something that I really want to get going. May need a little help with that. <laughs> um, but also, um, yeah, getting in. You know, we as realtors, we often have we hear of like the ro the roller coaster ride of real estate, and that's what really drew me to MMA too. Um, was not having those highs and lows, always having steady. So I find that sometimes when I'm really busy, not offloading, not delegating things like I should, that's where I fall behind on is you know making YouTube videos, making social media things, things like that. Um, another thing that might, there may be a big shift in my business and this is kind of dropping a bomb, I guess, but, um, we've talked a lot about, um, moving with our family. Um, I'm not originally from the state that we live in and neither is my husband. Um, so potentially getting back closer to family, which makes both me and my husband extremely nervous. Um, to have to kind of start my business over. Um, so we've been talking a lot about how would we prepare for that. Um, 
and I have to do the brand builder all over again. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, can we go there? Can we talk about that? Sure. Oh my gosh. I'd, so I'd be happy to have any of your insight on that. Oh my gosh, absolutely. We can we can pivot into a little bit of live coaching. I love that. Um, tell me where you're, well, can you share where, where you would go? Like where's home for you? Home for me is in Iowa. Um, I have a lot of siblings who live in the Des Moines area. So we've talked about the idea of moving there. Um, if we did, it'd probably be like 2024, 2025. Um, but if that's something that we plan to do, I want to start preparing and I want to have as I guess as easy as you can say a shift to their market. Um, so we've been talking about it a lot and kind of starting that preparation process, but I would love to know your thoughts too, of course. Yeah, I love that. So, so it's actually a dream of mine to, to relocate one day um, and to just explore other states and that kind of thing. So I've actually thought a lot about this. Like if we had to start over, what would it look like? Um, and I've been able to work with a lot of agents in MAA who have gone through that transition and who are in the middle of going through that process. And it's so funny, side note, and this is me digressing, that we get into this business for freedom and flexibility. And it is so dependent on us being locked down and glued to a, yeah. a certain area. And so I've always wondered, like, how do you create a brand that's going to allow you to pivot to other areas? And yeah. I think... I think the first thing is to think of um, you're building a referral based business where you are being ready to hand that off to like a designated person is going to be huge um, so that you can continue to get paid for those referrals as they come in because you number one don't want to leave your people hanging. If they've gotten used to having Katie where they can go to for their real estate advice and stuff, you want to make sure that you have somebody that they feel comfortable with being handed off to. Um, so just establishing that referral relationship. And since you have the time, it might make sense to think about what that would look like. Maybe like a very loose partnership um, to begin um, to begin just a little bit as you begin to hand that off. So that when you leave, they know what the drill is going to be. At the same time, you can start building your database where you're going. So like in Des Moines, it sounds like you've got family and friends there already, which is a huge first step. Mm -hmm. Starting those conversations and literally going through, like you said, the brand builder again and doing a lot of ideal client interviews is going to be huge. Because while Des Moines is similar, I, I feel like to where you are in terms of mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's it's a little bit middle America, right? So like yeah. a lot yeah. of that, that culture around real estate is going to probably be similar. They're still going to have a different vernacular. They're going to have different questions and um, hyper local ideas about how real estate needs to look like for them. And so doing the ideal client interviews through the brand builder is going to be huge because it's going to really help you understand how to pivot your marketing because you already know what works where you're at. You can just very easily pivot it with a few small tweaks so that you know it's going to click when you get there. And then just building your database, like literally going through the entire process of rebuilding your database there and setting your goals, like your contact goals to start building that out. And you will find that you have a ready to go business by the time you get there, especially if you give yourself a year to do it. Mm -hmm. Have you had, um, you know, I've been thinking about, I have some referral partners here, people in other fields that will um, 
send me their clients, that sort of thing. Have you had people that, you know, reach out to people in, in that that new market, um, you know, accountants, financial planners, things like that to, to hopefully join forces? Have people found success in that? You can absolutely do that now. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have a friend who um, just randomly in a different industry, I don't know if this is helpful, but she, one of the best, most recent examples I saw of this, um, my friend, Dr. K moved here from Chicago two or three years ago. She is a, um, she specializes in pediatric chiropractic and also like prenatal chiropractic, um, which I needed for my last pregnancy. And that's how I met her. So she had this thriving practice in Chicago and she moves out here and has to start from scratch in the middle of the pandemic. 2021 is when she came out here and she now has one of the most successful thriving businesses 18 months later. And it's because before she came out here, she met all of the doulas, all of the lactation consultants, all of the like parallel people to her ideal client and was able to tap into their network. And so I actually met her through wow. a doula that I was interviewing. I didn't even hire a doula, but I'd interviewed one. And in passing, she was like, yeah, I met this really awesome chiropractor. And I was like, give me her information. Please help me. And she had done all of that before she even moved here and got set up. And so that is the top 50 professionals list that we talk about. So put together that list of like who are people in your network and out of your network in Des Moines that you can start reaching out to and you can start those business conversations over Zoom. You can start connecting with them over Instagram and you can literally start that now before you even get out there. And the conversation is very simple. Hey, I am a real estate agent. I'm looking to relocate and I'm really excited to start my business there. So, of course, I need some great professional contacts. I don't currently know a CPA in Des Moines or so is hoping that we could, you know, start a, a conversation about how we can support each other's business. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great option. Um, I think people underestimate the, the top professionals, the 50 top professionals, we call it an MAA. Um, but I think, you know, for me, it's because my, my business is so influenced or it's so heavy on my sphere of influence, you know, I kind of went into panic mode. I don't have a sphere of influence there, you know, or I have a very small, smaller one. Um, so just looking at other ways to just try to leverage business there. Yeah. I, I would, um, I would challenge that, that thinking. I think that it feels like a really hard thing to build up a database and, to your point, especially when I'm speaking with newer agents all the time, one of the biggest challenges that I hear is, well, I don't have a big network or I don't know a lot of people or I don't have a big sphere. And I didn't either, right? Like when I got into this business, I didn't know anybody and nobody really taught me how to, how to create a professional network. But I think that when we really like take some of that fear and anxiety out of it, and we just like look at the motions of, all right, step by step, how are we going to do this? You can actually very quickly build up an entirely new sphere and network pretty quickly, um, just as long as you are bold enough to make the ask. <laughs> That's where the uh, someone taught me just to say five, four, three, two, one, go and do it. Like whether you're scared or not, do it scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you and I are both introverts, right? So like, I get it. It's really scary. It's really challenging. Um, but 
kind of like choosing your hard, right? It's, it's hard mm -hmm. to start over. It's hard not to make money. It's hard to put yourself in uncomfortable conversations. So you got to like choose which route you want to suffer through, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, that could not be more true. Yeah. I'll, I'll choose that hard any day. <laughs> I love that for you. Um, well, I, I love the... I love the new beginning. I love where your journey is going. I love that you're thinking of these things and giving yourself time to plan. How, how else can I support you as you start kind of working out the next steps? Um, I think the biggest thing I have on my to-do list right now is um, starting that YouTube channel, getting the videos out there on social media, um, that was one thing that when I got into MAA and you were a lot about social media, I was like, Ooh, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I've started getting my face on social media a lot more. I've overcome that fear. And now it's kind of just keep pushing forward to start doing more videos. Um, I know that I'm good at the educational piece. So it's, it's putting your face out there and, um, really figuring out how that can all connect. Yeah. Imagine how nice it's going to be to go through all the trial and then be able to start over and you're going to be a pro by the time you get there. <laughs> You'll be like, hello, right. I've always been this good. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll be looking real good at that point. <laughs> Well, if as we, I want to, I want to be respectful of your time. I feel like we could just chat all day long. Um, this has been a really fun conversation, and thank you for being so generous with your your tips and your advice and your story. Um, for anyone who's listening to this, who's gone through similar um, challenges, maybe they're mom with young kids, or they're looking to relocate, or they're just trying to grow their business and get to that next level. What's like one really good piece of advice that that you've learned that you could leave us with? Oh, um, I mean, we've heard it so many times that real estate is a relationship business. Um, I heard that from day one. Um, but I think I don't, I, I didn't really, really understand it until I was a couple years in, but I couldn't preach that more. Um, and I always say just come from a place of genuineness and connection with people. Um, relationship doesn't mean I'm going to call you and say, Hey, what are your real estate needs? Hey, come into my office. Let's do this. Right. Um, sometimes it's the nurture. And I think the nurture can really build connections with clients. Um, and that's where I've gotten my most business from. And honestly, it's been the most enjoyable business too. Um, I'd rather work with those clients any day over like a paid lead that, doesn't even know how to pronounce my last name, which most people don't anyway, but that's okay. Um, but I think the the nurture and the connection, if that's what drives you, which it does for me, um, that can help build your business and drive it forward for sure. I love that. I'm making a note of that. 
<laughs> Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. I I just absolutely love this conversation, and I love working with you. It's it's such a pleasure to have your energy in the calls, and you're always so generous with sharing your wins and just really lifting others up. Um, so it's it's really been been a pleasure for me, and I'm excited to help support you on the next endeavors of your journey. It sounds like it's going to be a while. And, and thank you too. I think you don't realize the impact that you do have on people. Um, I was drawn to you from the very beginning and it's hard to find a really good coaching program and a mentorship type program. Um, and you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. I love it. I love it. What I do. And I always get to say, um, it's interesting because I always say I have like the best and worst of the worlds where I get to connect with the best people all across the country, but the challenges are all across the country and they're so far. So it's not like we can just like meet up to have a coffee one day, but it is going to happen. You've got to make sure I, I, I'm really wanting to do like some in-person events so that we can get together. Um, so yeah. we can take our, our digital friendship and working relationship in person. So someday it's going to happen. You need to go on tour, I guess. I go to <laughs> so you can see all of us. <laughs> the MAA tour, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you want to, if you're listening to this and you follow, you want to follow along with Katie's journey, I will have all of her social media handles um, in the show notes so that you can do that. And Katie, it's Instagram, right? So is Instagram going to be the, the best way for people to connect with you? Yep. Instagram right now is the best way to connect with me and hopefully YouTube soon. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.